content warning. This podcast contains coarse language and cheeky themes. So if you've got kids in the car, colleagues in the office, or a nonna in the kitchen, chuck some headphones in. Who the bloody hell are we? Conversations about immigration and culture in Australia with your hosts, Mel and Sonia. Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of season four. I'm Sonia Diorio and with me is Melissa Viola, my wonderful co-host. Hello Mel. Hello Sonia. Ah, we are here again, the start. We are here, you're beaming to me from your bedroom and I'm doing the same. (laughs) Yes. We've been, uh, we're actually just coming out of a quite a long lockdown in Melbourne. Um, so we're still in separate bedrooms, but maybe one day we'll be recording in a studio again. It's good to be able to, um, I don't know, have some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I mm. may start performing again, which is great. Yeah. Probably have Heck some gigs yeah. in November. Look out totally. for those. Uh, wow. That'll be great. Um, look out for our the rest of the season, season four, where we will have amazing guests on the show. But today it's just mm-hmm. the two of us and we're talking more Italian nonsense. Hey. <laughs> Look, I love I love our show and I love the interviews we do. I love the people we get to speak to and the stories we get to hear. It always blows my mind. But there's something really magical about just like you and me having a yarn, starting the season in a fun way, you know? <laughs> yeah. And get into um, a bit of mischief. Today we have chosen the topic of language. Oh yeah, the uh, we're going to be egg- having a yarn about Italian language. <laughs> yeah, have, yeah, it'll uh, it'll cause some guilt in my, on my side and some anxiety on my side. However, God, it's just a, such a broad, interesting topic, and uh, I wish I knew more. Yeah, right. Uh, you you wish you knew more Italian, actual. Yeah, Italian, the actual yeah, Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely, and not yeah, the yeah. the slang and the broken Italian that I do know. And how do you know that slang, that broken Italian, that's through growing up? Yeah, and, and learning it, learning it throughout high school. Did it till you're twelve, which I think mm. my parents were like, "Why?" <laughs> my parents were like, <laughs> really? "We love, that, yeah, you're, we love that you're committed to this," but like the reality was, I didn't really have the skill. Um, and you would know, and I think a lot of people feel the same way that like high school uh, languages don't really set you up to learn how to speak languages very fluently. Um, no, no. and a lot of people about who re- yeah the me- mechanics behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. Like it's so important to understand grammar, understand tenses. But I just I think some people just are naturally really I don't gifted think it's with important. languages. I no. think it's important to know how to order an ice cream when you're in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> that is way Look, more important than knowing how to conjugate a verb. Yeah, and I can say that I can order ice cream happily. Um, yeah, but a coffee, a coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I can tick a lot of the foods off. Um, yeah, I feel like it's definitely something that I. Uh, I, I wonder what my parents were thinking because they knew my ability and my skill and they also knew what the school was teaching us. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's something that I, I really want to get back into, but I, I think we've spoken about this before. Like Italian school mm. is expensive. Italian school isn't really yeah, readily available for is. adults. Um, and to be honest with you, I just don't think I'm talented. I think you've got to, oh, you've got to have a little bit of talent. T- no, no. Yes, it's just yes. about um, practice. 
It's just about practice and repetition. That I think is what languages are about. If you listen to, um, it's like learning a song, like songs are quite easy to pick up. You listen mm. to them and they, they just kind of get in you. And it's, it's all about exposure. You know, I grew up speaking our dialect, which is not proper Italian. And then when I was in Italy, my Italian really improved after being a month, being there for a month. Like mm. I was hearing it all the time. I was forcing myself to interact with people and saying words, sentences, phrases that I knew weren't that correct or Mm -hmm. I I was giving it a go. But it's only when you try and do it that that you learn and um, that, you know, your vocab expands and that you get better at it. It's like practicing guitar. Or something like that. It's like I get it. Anything else. I, I mm. think I I do. I just have this thing which is like a, a wall. I have this like block where I just get really stressed. Mm. I'm really nervous, and I it's almost like a oh, it's it's that childish thing where if I'm not good at something, I don't want to try. Um, yeah. And when we were in Italy, I think the maybe one of the last times I was in Italy. Um, I was there with my family and my brother was like really excited to speak Italian, but doesn't have the vocab that I do. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like using so many hand gestures and like trying to speak and he was speaking broken Italian and I speak yeah. very broken Italian, but like I could even tell, like I could fix his sentences. So like he would yeah. have the confidence to start talking to people and try to speak in Italian. And then I would come in and just like kind of like uh, add-ons and try to yeah. fix the language a little bit. So uh, who knows, maybe if I went back now a little bit older, maybe with a little bit more confidence, I could, I could figure it out. Do you think um, if you went back to Italy, like I'm really I think because people, I think sorry. I could speak good to great Italian if I was there for about six months. Yeah, that's not a huge investment of time. So that's awesome. <laughs> I should move there for six months. Not now. No, definitely not. <laughs> In five years. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I just not, I feel like but I, I'm not I have there. like a basis. So yeah. you know, um, because we learnt. English at the same time as we learnt um, our Italian dialect growing up, like as babies, as kids, Mm. we have that foundation of having a conversation with people constantly in Mm -hmm. Italian. Some of it's like actual Italian words and others (laughs) don't, uh, um, yeah, aren't proper Italian and you'll say them and people are like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, it's dialect. You, but so, every place has their own dialect. So people can kind of understand that. Totally. Yeah. And I think my, I think it was easier to understand my mum's family who are Roman than yep. um, my dad's family who are from the North. But um, I wanted to ask you, do you, when you're home with your mum, how mm. often do you speak Italian? Um, we speak, well, she'll speak half, half. So Mm -hmm. she'll start a sentence in English and, or Italian, um, and then just put in Italian words or just finish a sentence in Italian or, um, yeah, do the whole thing in English or the whole thing in Italian. Um, I guess it depends what, yeah, what she's talking about and what she's familiar with. Cause she's not like a super Aussie slang knowledgeable person <laughs> like um there'd be a lot of phrases and and that kind of thing that she she's unfamiliar with she never mm. um had schooling in English so it's half half 
My dad will speak English, but then he'll have this thing in his mind where he's like, oh, it's good if we speak Italian because, you know, then the kids will learn better. So he'll switch over to his Italian. Even now? Like his Italian, like, yeah, 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 he'll do it. But it's so deliberate. Mum does it because that's actually natural for yeah, her. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's what comes out. But he'll be like, uh, tomorrow, andiamo al <laughs> Also, like, you can speak Italian and I love that you went andiamo blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, But I'll usually respond in in English, yeah. That's cute. But it depends. But um, my nonni, um, my, none of my, neither of my grandmothers learnt how to speak English. So we speak Italian dialect with them. Did your nonni know how to speak English? All four of my grandparents spoke English in various degrees. Okay. Um, And I feel like it was a mixture of Italian and English when we spent time together. Yep. But I, I think as I got older, I would listen to the Italian and really try Um, but I would never, ever respond in Italian, but I would listen and I would understand. And every now and then I would have to ask questions, but especially as my grandparents got older, then the Italian became more prevalent and then they basically stopped speaking in English. But my nonna Lena was, had dementia and was very, like had very bad dementia uh, by the time she passed away, but still spoke really good English. Like Mm. she would speak in Italian all the time, but then every now and then she would look to you and be like. And then say something in in an English yeah, like, "Do you have know. a boyfriend?" Ninety <laughs> percent of her sentences to you. Oh, so, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I mean, understanding is the first step. You've mm-hmm. got to understand well, and then you're able to speak. And I I feel confident if I met an Italian person, I could you know have a conversation with them. I could try. Mm. Um, I'd be able to understand. Um, but at school. I did Italian all the way through high school and did fine because we had like oral presentations and there was some Mm. like letter writing and that sort of thing. So it wasn't so focused on like grammar and rules. (laughs) Um, (laughs) However, I also took it in uni for a semester and I believe I failed. (laughs) (laughs) That one semester. Yeah, right. How wild is that? So... I went into the advanced Italian class because I'd studied it at high school in year 12, had to do advanced. Um, I I go in like the lecturer, tutor um, speaks Italian the whole time, Mm -hmm. doesn't say anything in English, you know, because that's the level that you're at. I can understand everything because that's, I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the rules and conjugating verbs and indefinite articles and the fucking passato prossimo, whatever the fuck that is. Oh, my God. I didn't. Yeah. I I just couldn't, I just couldn't grasp it for some reason. Um, Also probably lack of trying. Um, (laughs) It's so wild. And that's like what we mentioned before about, you know, having to learn a language um, by yourself and learn it on paper and mm. that doesn't necessarily translate to going and having a conversation with people. So if you were going to learn, I would say 
that, you know, we should start something like a conversation group or join an Italian conversation group rather than, you know, having your notebook and Mm. doing all these lessons because, I don't know, unless you want to teach Italian or, you know, be an Italian academic, it's not that useful. You know, what is useful is going to Italy and being able to order stuff, being able yeah. to pick someone up, etc. Well, that's Who very important. Speak English? Yeah. Um, I guess it's true. Like we're not, it's not as if we're writing letters. We don't have to deal with like old school ideas of, of, I guess, conjugation. And like you said, like learning a language. I know that my mom speaks to our cousin or her cousin in, she writes to her like on messenger in English. Um, yep. And she uses very, very easy English. And then her cousin replies to her in very, very basic Italian. Ah. But if they were seeing each other in real life or if they do get the chance to have conversations, oh, my God, they're talking like bottle rockets. And it's like. Right. But when they're messaging, it's like my mum's the same as, you know, she spoke Italian from birth but never went to Italian school. Um, yeah. And then learned English as a as a little kid. So, yeah, it's. I think that's really interesting, the the sharing of language over the internet mm. and what that well, can do. Well, I um, speak to my cousins online via Facebook, WhatsApp, whatever. Um, I talk to them in Italian mm. and Google Translate, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so easy. Yeah, totally. It's like if you have a bit of knowledge, then using Google Translate is like, oh, mm. man, it's all there. I was, I was really proud of myself when I went to Italy a couple of years ago, uh, I met up with our family and it was the first time that I'd been with them really as an adult by myself, not mm-hmm. with my parents kind of like playing translator. And uh, we had dinner together and my mate Ange was there and she can't speak Italian at all. And it was really nice to be like on the spot and like comfortable because I know my family really well and I love them mm. and they're so gorgeous, but my Italian's, you know, just a bit rubbish. And somehow through awful 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 broken italian we had a discussion about what was going on in libya at the time <laughs> and about how gaddafi had been you know basically his reign had ended and i was like how are we having this like full-on political conversation and i like i mean now that i'm saying it out mm. loud it was probably more like hey did you see the news gaddafi but at the time i was like we're speaking about politics like, yeah you were probably saying pro gaddafi shit yeah <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh my god stop it um what was i gonna say to you so you did not graduate that class did you no, and you never took you never took italian again you didn't like drop a level or anything you nah, just like i didn't fuck i was like That's this hilarious. is not for me because there was no um there was no oral examination that's crazy. In that class and mm. there was no like write a letter or writing like a whole heap of text it was yeah. just a more like a mathematical test of like wow. this is the sentence this is the word change it into the ding that's insane i thought the yeah. whole point of uni languages was to make you like really good really fast and really articulate mm, probably uh, i don't know maybe because i went into the advanced class mm. And um, so people had already been doing a couple years of beginners. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Hey, you you rocked up because I you telling me this story sparked my own memory that when I 
started my bachelor, I did look into taking Italian in first year and it clashed with another class. And I think I was like, I want to do theatre more than Italian. And then like did not not attempt to make it work with my schedule and was like, oh, I'd have to go into uni on another day just to take Italian. (laughs) Fuck that. Yeah, I love how uni subjects are dependent on that. (laughs) Oh, I can't fit in all these classes on two days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's got an exam. Fuck that. No, any any other class. Holy shit. Um, So like I I do struggle with the rules and the grammar, but one thing that I think is very uh, easy about Italian is that it is phonetic. You see Mm -hmm. a word and that's how you pronounce it. And the same letter in a word is sounded out the same in the whole world. Yeah. Sorry. In the whole (laughs) word. The whole world. Oh, my God. I'm trying to speak Italian. I can't even speak English. Um, (laughs) So, you know, for example, if you say Australia, all of those A's have a different sound in the word. Oh, totally. Italian is not like that. And that's where my mum struggled too because we have silent letters and and all that kind of things. English is so messed up. Oh, yeah. So a lot of the times when she writes things down, like a shopping list, the things she writes down are, are kind of f- funny. Like they're not correct according to English language, but mm. they make more sense. Yeah, like totally. she'll write knife N-I-F-E. Yes, that makes sense, Mum. Yeah, <laughs> But 100%. unfortunately English does not. So yeah. it is quite phonetic. Um, one beautiful thing I think about It'll, Italian language too is like it's kind of rare, but um, you can come across three vowels in a row like uh we had a bonus listener a bonus episode for our patreon listeners um Mm -hmm. if you are not signed up hey suck shit (laughs) um (laughs) suck shit sonia (laughs) that's that's how you spruik the patreon suck shit losers but (laughs) okay you you haven't missed your chance because you listen to us talking about fun things like we did on one of our recent episodes we spoke about moonstruck and a terrible film, Little Italy. And in both those films is the actor Danny Aiello. And that is Aiello. an A. That is an I. And that is an mm-hmm. E. Bang, bang, bang. And that is a pretty rare occurrence. And it just it's just such a lovely sound. Aiello. And he's just such a lovely yeah. man. Or was. R.I.P. He is. Uh, Sidetrack. But (laughs) sign up to our Patreon, please. We really love you. I'm sucking up now. Siete tutti bellissime. Oh, my God. You're all beautiful. You're Um, a dork. That is, that was my, I'm like, oh, I should say something in Italian yeah. now. Um, <laughs> I'll try to, I'll try to stick a few more things in before the end of the episode. I want to, um, yeah, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to mention something difficult in Italian. Of course. That you really need to grow up. It's really difficult if you haven't grown up with the language and that is rolling your R's. Mm-hmm. Something that I still find really <laughs> difficult. Ricordo. See, that was Ricordo. like didn't really nail it. Lorore. What? Lolore, <laughs> which is me trying to say the horror. It's one of my favorite words and oh. I can't say it. Lolore. Lolore. Lo- okay, I'm going to try. Try and say um, it. Lorore. Yeah, lolore. No? Yeah. Lorore. Yeah. Mm. The horror. Mm. It's wild. I uh, I learned that word in high school and then used it all the time incorrectly. Like 
in essays being like the horror of having to leave the house today or like the horror that my sandwich got sat you know like it was just so bad I God, I, so I, I would just make these like really outrageous dramatic words just in regular sentences but that's good because you remembered it oh, and that's yeah. what I was talking about repetition use then that's something that still to this day you remember phrases and words that stick out to you growing up that you still remember now. 100%. I cannot Mm. to this day say dressing gown, except now because I'm Mm. consciously trying to say dressing gown, before I say Vestalia. Vestalia is in my head is what a dressing gown is. But like. Yep, 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 yep. Which is really funny because like I don't even own a dressing gown. So I like it's not a very thing. It's not a noun that I often think of, but Vestalia is the first thing that comes into my head before dressing gown. I think it's like yep. one of the only Italian I've words that that's of those the case. Words like that. Yeah. And, What's and another specifically, one? Uh, I've got um, this is dialect, mandiere. That's a um, tablecloth, but that's ah. not even proper Italian. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting because when my sister went to Italy, she used a word. This was a few years ago. And um, one of our older uncles said to her, Wow. I haven't heard that word for about 10 years because we grew up and we learnt the dialect that mm. our um, parents and grandparents had. You know, we were grew up in the 80s. They left Italy. They came here. And then Italy has uh, moved to using less and less dialect. Mm. So some of those words aren't being used anymore. So I love Ange it. goes over and says that and he's like, wow, a blast from the past just because we're in this sort of time capsule moment yeah. of our nonni. And I love it too because it's like you guys are speaking 80s dialect Italian. My parents, because none of their parents are alive anymore, but my parents speak, are speaking like 1950s Italian dialect, you know. <laughs> yeah. like So like my grandparents have all passed away now but their language and this time capsule of like 50s Italy is now still being spoken amongst my my aunts and uncles and, and my mum and dad. And they don't speak Italian very often now because obviously their parents aren't around so they, there's not a need to, you know. It's really strange that shift, having my grandparents pass away and like always hearing Italian or even in the background like phone calls my mum calling my nonni and like this constant thing of like even if I wasn't listening or understanding everything, the language was there and it was constant and now mm. they don't speak Italian. It's always really interesting to hear them do it amongst each other because it's like, oh, I forgot that. I, I kind of forgot this was a thing. Mm. It's really bizarre. Well, I want to ask you about this because uh-huh. a lot of people, um, even if they don't know any other language at all, they may know a few swear words in different languages. Like mm. I can't speak Greek. Do I know Malacca? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone does. Definitely. Do you remember many swear words? You know, like, okay, I know lots of, like, dialect words that when Mm -hmm. I was a kid, oh, this is actually quite funny. I don't know if we've spoken about this before. Um, My nonna would say a word when I was a kid that because the only time I'd ever hear it was out of her mouth, I'd never heard anyone else say it, I always just thought it was like a, silly or like oh you crazy like uh a semi put down but like not that bad because yeah. the only person I ever heard was my nonna say it um and then I found out like years later that my nonna was talking some crazy smut like that was <laughs> like a proper proper swear like verging on like c word level what was the word does she do you remember yeah it's it's mourner 
Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, mm. it's a, it's a dialect thing. So like, oh, yeah. Mona. And, you know, I just thought it was like a oh, dickhead or like even something softer, like, ah, oh, silly man. But my nonna used to call my nonna a mona. <laughs> and I just never knew that it was like such a vicious wow. word. But I think also like it must have been one of those things where like, you know, probably the same way that we might like say the C word or like might say like fuck or whatever. Like maybe it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> like how you started with the C word, like. You know, that's not much of a big deal. <laughs> not in like Australia. And, no, and, no. and the, with the frequency that she said it, and it was never like a vicious word. But then mm. I remember finding out that it was like, yeah. So I thought one thing that we could do that mm. might be a bit fun Please. was um, for me to read out some words in Italian and you to try and guess what they are because um, I've been looking up some funny Funny Italian words. Some like of the f- funny, funny, the- like as in the word itself is a strange word and that makes it funny or it sounds funny or both. Um, no, either the word itself is a funny word <laughs> or I think alternatively it sounds a bit more sophisticated than oh, it does in oh English. I love this. Two. I'm going to be so bad at this but I'm so into this idea. Oh, that's and this fine. is proper Italian. I- well, it's proper Italian and the, okay. unless the internet is lying to me and the internet would never do that. <laughs> oh. um, and most of these I hadn't heard before. Okay. So cool. so it's going to be a real test. Away. This one I feel like sounds a bit, uh, a bit more sophisticated than the English version and that is pantofolaio. That word again is pantofolaio. Okay, because like the panto <laughs> makes me really think, you know, like pantalone or like pantaloncini, mm. like pants mm. or shorts. Yeah. Pantoflyo yeah. is like, okay, initially my first thought was like pants full of flies. <laughs> I was like, you're, going too, you're going too phonetic there. What, what does it mean? It means couch potato. Ah, great. <laughs> yeah. Pantoflyo. Pantofolaio. Pantofolaio. And once again, that's the A I O I O. What a beautiful sound. Triple vowel. Couch potato. Now, this one is, um, I, I, I like this phrase, this word. And I wanted to say it because, as I mentioned before, the rolling the R. Mm. This one requires a lot of rolling the R. So oh, I'm just going to have to warm, warm up my mouth and my tongue for this. <laughs> Honestly, and I still might not nail it. I'm so I'm grateful to... that I get to see the, the video of this, dear listeners, and you <laughs> yeah. do not. And the listeners just get the ASMR <laughs> of it, which is great. All right. I'm even going to take a run up with the R. Go for it. Ridarella. Ridarella. Oh, God, that was yep. terrible. Ridarella. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. Ridarella. It means the giggles. Isn't oh, that cute? cute? Oh, yeah. very cute. Being Imagine giggly, having, having the, the giggles, giggles and trying to say that. It would be so mm. awful. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> yeah. this next one you might get. You might get. Um, it's mangione. Mangione. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's got something to do with eating. 
Yes. Oh, but what are we eating? Is it something? Is it something bad? No, it's describing a person. Oh. If someone is a mangione. Oh, do they eat shit? <laughs> no, it's nicer than that. They're just a big oh. eater. Oh, gluttonous. that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it nice? I don't know. Mangione. Isn't everyone um, a mangione in Italy? Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, <laughs> this one I thought was very funny. Pidocchioso. Can I hear that again? Pidocchioso. Can you use it in a sentence? Uh, dopo, oh, wait, in Italian or English? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to go through, like, you know how people stall in spelling bees and they ask, like, a, a million questions? That's what I'm trying to do right now. No, but I'll, in Italian, I'll use please. it in English. No, 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 in no, Italian. No, no. In Italian. Durante il lockdown, <laughs> ho diventato pidocchioso. And okay. I can translate it into English. Because at like. the end I, I kind of laughed over what you said and then I missed it. What, we, what was the, yeah. During lockdown, I have become pidocchioso. Oh, okay. Is it? Oh, now I feel like if I say anything bad, it's going to be an indictment on your behaviour in <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> I, I, uh, is it like, like a Give lazy? Up? What is it? No, I don't know. No, no. Stingy. Stingy. <laughs> Sonia, come on. We were raised to be stingy. Don't even yeah, pretend like this is a new lockdown thing. Lockdown. <laughs> Don't blame anything this on the lockdown. This is no new information here, man. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um, what, can you say it again, please? Pidocchioso. 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 Yeah, it sounds cute in Italian and then it English is like stingy. <laughs> yeah, but you're saying it like pidocchioso, whereas like you'd probably be like, ah, pidocchioso. You've got to really like, oh, this man. Testo di cazzo pidocchioso. This one is perhaps m- my favourite word I have ever heard in my life. And you've only just it's, discovered it? Yeah. Oh, yay, exciting. It, it, it's pro- probably uh, a more recent uh, addition to the Italian vernacular. Mm-hmm. Fantasmini. Oh, that is cute. Does it look it's like, like Fantasmini? Like a like a like yes, a mini yes, happiness. Yes, yes. Cute. Well, fantasmini it means little ghosts, which is oh, always like phantoms. You know, sort of existed. Yeah. But it refers to the little socks you wear, the really really little ankle socks that you put on, and then once your shoes <gasps> they ghost are socks. On, <gasps> yes. yes! You can't see them. Oh my god, they're the little Fantas- ballet socks. Mini. Oh my god! My brother-in-law walks around in them all the time without his like. He'll take his shoes off and he'll walk around those little sockets, and it just makes him look so sweet. Fantasmini. Mm. (gasps) Oh my god! Bless you. That That is so cute. Um, There's a couple more. I'll I'll just um, bring up a couple more because I think they're also very funny. Um, This this term was coined years ago by doctors. Bujardino. Bujardino. Now, it means little liar. Wow. But it refers to a specific product, specific item. A specific item. But you. Yep. Little liar. Bujardino. You, oh my God, does it look like Viagra or something? No. Did you say no. something about doctors? 
Did I just? Yeah, it is to do with doctors. It is the the little instruction flyer you find inside medicine packets. Is a little liar. <laughs> yeah, because uh, <laughs> apparently years past they would tell you about all the positive effects of these uh, oh, medicines but they would not they tell just... you about the negative effects. So um, doctors would call them little liars. That's so strange. That's awesome. Now this one, ooh, this one I reckon you'll guess. Okay. Oh, don't put that pressure on me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. What is it? No, no. Uh, A matzah cafe. A matzah cafe. Mm -hmm. A matzah cafe. cafe. Oh, the cafe Mm -hmm. part. Like, don't fucking condescend to me, Sonia. I got that. (laughs) A matzah is, it's not, you're not saying like a space matzah. It's all one word. A matzah is one word, and a matzah cafe is one word. I have no idea. Something it about it means uh, a matza means to kill. Uh, so it means <gasps> coffee killer. Fuck coffee yeah! Killer. I've never heard of a matza. Why would I ever a learn the word cafe. to kill? Awesome. Yeah. Uh, your family's not in the mob. <laughs> actually, that's very true. Officially oh, nice. proven. <laughs> <laughs> now it, it actually refers to the liquor that has is drunk after coffee. So you a matza, you kill the taste of the coffee. You have a bit oh, of that makes sense because you put the, you put grappa in the coffee cup and then you swirl well, that, it with the leftovers. That makes sense. Ah, see, we usually um, put it. My family puts it in the shot of coffee, so ah. they'll have it with their coffee, the liquor. Yeah, yeah. I thought the the last thing we could do was we went through some funny words, which were great, mm-hmm. um, but maybe just to. Talk through a couple of phrases. Right. Phrases specifically that relate to food. The only things that we need to know, really. Yeah, I thought it was very funny that Italians have many, many phrases that relate to food. And a lot of them are ways of insulting people (laughs) or ways of... Complimenting people. Um, well, it's it is a example, currency. Food is a currency yeah, in our it, culture, and it can be an amazing put down, or it can be like, oh, so good. I mean, to be honest with you, I have said to my partner, "I love you more than cannoli." Is there a higher <gasps> honor than that? Like, put a I ring on it. Hello, I know it's I disgusting. Who have that. I become? I'm this I, like romantic fool over here. It's insane. I can't imagine that kind of love. Um, I just cannot. <laughs> it's, uh, it is bizarre. It is bananas. Yeah. I love you more than cannoli. Uh, uh, like, the look next, out. The only next level up is I love you more than tiramisu. Oh, babe. That love doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Let's, uh, uh, you know, something else you would say about your partner? You'd say, e buono come il pane. Or... Essere un pezzo di pane, which means um, he's good like a piece of bread, Yeah, <laughs> which means they're a good person. I truly was like, it's bread related and I want to say he's as good as a piece of bread, but I was like, surely, that surely yes, that's not is. a saying. I held back saying it because I was like, you're going to sound dumb. No, it's no. good as a piece of bread. Uh, another one I came across, which I loved, non mi importa un figo secco. I don't give a dried fig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like my mum says that my mum says that in English. Really? Like, I fig. I like my mum. Oh. Not like I've heard it used before, and I think it's pretty funny. 
I don't give a fig. Like, okay. Ah, so it does have an English translation. I hadn't come across it before. Ah, yeah, no. Um, I like this one. Tanto fumo e no arrosto. All smoke and no roast. Yeah. All talk and no action. I love it. Great. Uh, there's this. Avere il prosciutto sugli occhi. You have prosciutto which, eyes? You have prosciutto <laughs> over your eyes. <laughs> Instead of like you have your head in the sand. <laughs> I <laughs> love that <laughs> so much. Eyes. Say it again. Avere il prosciutto sugli occhi. Oh my god, that's oh amazing. man! You should not have prosciutto over your eyes. It I think I'm now just gonna like. Garage. I'm gonna abbreviate it and just say like, oh prosciutto occhi. What are you doing? Mm. <laughs> Get ready for it to be like slipped into other episodes, guys. Yeah, this is this is one of the more, more brutal ones, and I don't know if this is an English phrase. Enlighten me, if you will. Avere faccio da pesce lesso, and that means to have the face of a boiled fish. Yeah, I didn't have understand the boil. No, I didn't understand the boiled part, but I got the face and I got the fish, How and that was like that's savage. That? That's yeah. so mean, but also. Some people. <laughs> um, this next phrase um, alerted me to a word I'd never heard. Mm-hmm. Centra come i cavoli a merenda. And that means as appropriate as cabbage for a snack. Ah. I'd never heard the word for sm- snack, merenda, and um, such disregard for cabbage. Oh, my God, that's so funny. But there's also like just like, you know. Fuck cabbage. If someone said to me, my favourite vegetable in the world is cabbage, I would just be like, what are you doing? Cabbage is fine. Cabbage, you know, okonomiyaki, right? Oof. Yeah. But if you said to me, my desert island vegetable was cabbage, I'd be like, good luck to you. I love cabbage, but I understand the phrase. You know, it's trying to say something sticks out, it doesn't fit in, sticks out like a sore thumb. It's like, do not have cabbage as a snack. That is severely inappropriate. Definitely. Um, Yeah. But uh, we could go on. There are so many words, so many phrases. That was just some some of the highlight reel of what has stuck it. out, out you've to really, us. You've really um, you've enlightened me, and I really enjoy it. And I do think that I should put more of an effort into including more Italian in my life. Mm. And when I was away with my parents in the middle of last year, I was trying to just make up dumb phrases in Italian just to test myself with my mom and that was a good time that's great so would your goal (laughs) your goal for the future would be to learn learn a bit more yeah feel a bit more confident in it um Mm. but like you said it's a it is so much easier to do when you're overseas and I do like the idea of like going over there with Alex and you know Mm. this immersing yourself and, and no, at least trying to like show off a little Alex. bit. No, because he speaks English. You need it's to true. go. <laughs> but that's why, because oh, then so. I would have to speak Italian. Do you know what I mean? Like I would have to be the person trying. Uh, you'd be in charge. Yeah, I'd yeah, have to yeah. be in charge. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I thought you were going to say, I can't go over there with Alex because we're not married. And like that. Just... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like when you have someone with you who speaks English, you'll speak English together. Whereas if he's not there, Everyone 
around you are speaking Italian, although a lot of people speak English there too. They do, and they, they speak do, they do. such better English than my <laughs> poor Italian. It's all about conversation. It's all about, you know, forcing yourself, putting yourself out there. Yeah, but also there's nothing more disheartening than saying something in Italian and the person being like, fuck you, and just start speaking in English, you know, and that's what I get a lot. So. Oh, I had that many times. They're not saying fuck you, though. They're like, I'm going to try and make it easier for this person. <laughs> this perhaps. person is drowning. I can see the fear in their eyes. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to um, I'd love to learn more as well. Great. To be actually quite fluent in Italian and my a big, big, big dream is to do stand-up in Italian. That's I became inspired by past guest Ivan Aristeghieta. He spoke about Oof. moving to Australia and um, learning English well enough to do stand-up, which is a high-level um, knowledge of a language. And I was like, oh, that would be such a great thing, you know, totally. to have that specific goal in mind, even just to be like, I'm going to do try and do one or two gigs. Fuck yeah. Language. Oh, my God, yeah. go for it. That's I don't know great. how I'm going to get there. Uh, probably not at university. <laughs> Stick clear of that. <laughs> oh, that's a good goal. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah, that's great. And also like Ivan, bless him. I'm glad. Yes. It's nice. Yes, yes. They're just talking more. Fantasmini, is that the word? Fantasmini, okay, is that your favourite word from the show? Yes, fantasmini, totally. And also the, the prosciutto, prosciutto occhi. Prosciutto like that's right. Yes. Yeah, I good. love that. That's so well, great. Um, yes. Fabulous. You don't have prosciutto over your eyes. You're switched on. Mel, I'm talking to you. <laughs> As I said that, you just had your <laughs> eyes in the, in the clouds. Maybe you do. Get that prosciutto <gasps> I over your 100% eyes. just glazed over. What is going do you know, on? Someone else who doesn't have prosciutto over their eyes. All of our listeners, because they are smart, Yay. they are listening to us, you, they're listening to... Yeah, the ones that you just harassed <laughs> that before. That was ages ago. Nah, you're right. And let's edit that out. <laughs> Move um, on. <laughs> they're listening to season four. That means they're switched on. Thanks so much for listening yes. to our first episode of season four. If you have enjoyed it... As I said earlier in the show, we are on Patreon. Uh, we've basically started this show and um, created four seasons now. It's all self-funded. We're doing it from our bedrooms, um, you know, at our producer's house. If you can support in any way, a few bucks a month gets you bonus content. It gets you um, extra episodes and our fortnightly newsletter and um, just a shout-out on the show, which is, I mean, really, that's invaluable. Mm. Your, <laughs> your name on our lips. <laughs> and also those good karma points, you know. Uh, everyone who does listen and does support us, you know, bless your cotton fantasmini, yeah. uh, so to speak. <laughs> Love oh, my gosh. I was, <laughs> I was holding on to that so hard. Viola out. Yes! Bless your cotton butters, mini! Diorio out. <laughs> Bye, everyone. See you next time. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Who the Bloody Hell Are We? If you like what you're hearing, subscribe, rate, and review us on your podcast app of choice. Audio production and original music is by Andre Christodoulou. 
Search for us on Facebook for more information about our guests, fun content, and to keep the conversation going. Thank you.